This is The Space Shot, episode 106, for August 28th, 2017. Nimbus One and Space Email. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. On August 28th, 1964, the Nimbus One Weather Research and Development Satellite was launched from Vandenberg Air Force Base. This satellite was one of the early generation weather satellites that helped gather meteorological data that could be used in forecasting and Earth observation. Nimbus 1 was designed to operate in a polar orbit, but a short second stage burn placed the spacecraft in a less than ideal orbit. It operated until September 22, 1964. The Nimbus series of satellites tested remote sensing technologies that form the basis of NASA and NOAA missions today. Remote sensing satellites have now been in use for more than 50 years. The Nimbus satellite project lasted 30 years, and in that time, meteorologists were able to see the first global images of large weather systems. Having the ability to track storms on a global scale and monitor developments of storms like Hurricane Harvey was impossible before Earth observation satellites were developed. In the show notes, I'm linking to an article that was published for the 40th anniversary of the Nimbus project. There are some cool pictures from the early satellites that show how far our imaging technology has come in the past 50 years. On August 28, 2009, the Space Shuttle Discovery launched on a mission to the International Space Station. The launch took place just days away from the 25th anniversary of Discovery's first flight in 1984. The mission lasted nearly 14 days, and after a successful resupply of the space station and a transfer of experiments and crew, Discovery touched down at Edwards Air Force Base, the last time that any shuttle would do so. One piece of history that I missed earlier this month, and one that a few websites have listed as happening today, was the anniversary of the first email sent from space. The Computer History Museum lists the date that that email was sent as today, August 28th, but that date doesn't align with the shuttle's mission. STS-43 was launched on August 2nd, 1991, and landed on August 11th. There was one source I found that lists the email as being sent on August 9th, and that seems likely because it fits in the mission window. While on Atlantis for STS-43, astronauts Shannon Lucid and James Adamson sent the first email from space back to Johnson Space Center in Houston. The email read, Hello Earth, greetings from the STS-43 crew. This is the first Apple link from space. Having a great time. Wish you were here. Send cryo and RCS. Hasta la vista, baby. We'll be back. The Apple Macintosh portable computer that was configured with the Apple Link online service cost over $7,000 at the time. Today on the International Space Station, astronauts and cosmonauts use iPads for a variety of functions. It's interesting to think about how much consumer electronics have changed over the past 20 years. Computers on spacecraft have stayed relatively slow and underpowered compared to consumer electronics, this is due to the drastically different operating conditions for these systems. Consumer products like iPads may be exceptionally fast, but they aren't hardened against radiation like the flight hardware is on the space station. Just a few weeks ago, SpaceX launched a supercomputer made by HP to the International Space Station. 
It uses off-the-shelf components that are cheaper and faster than the radiation-hardened computers that have traditionally been used in space. Check out the show notes for more information on today's episode. There are a lot of links worth checking out and reading. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. Let me know what you think of the show by leaving a rating in iTunes. It takes just a minute, and it makes a huge difference because it helps even more people find the show. I'd appreciate if you could share the space shot with your friends and family, and anyone else that enjoys podcasts. Tomorrow, we have a Space Oddity birthday. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.